1: Let's go back to footy. As I said, a uh, special guest uh, joining us on the program now is a man who played both for Carlton and Melbourne and was in East Fremantle's last Premiership team in 1998. We're talking about Earl Spaulding and he joins us here on Sports Day WA. Earl, thanks for your time. A bit of history with Earl Spaulding at East Fremantle, and of course Carlton and Melbourne. What are you doing these days? Are you still involved with Perth, are you?
0: Uh, I was a ball legend this year, so I went to all the home games and uh, sat up and uh, listened to Barra talk at lunch, and uh, that's about it really. Nothing involved, no involvement sorry around uh, coaching or anything like that. I've finished up uh, two years ago, helping out uh, Gary Moss, and um, the last two years I've had off basically.
1: Gee, that would have been an experience listening to Barrett every home game.
0: Yeah, it was pretty predictable who we'd be talking about the most.
1: <laughs> uh, Earl, as we know, you've had a, a fantastic career. You played both with Carlton and Melbourne, and, of course, they do battle again uh, this weekend. We'll come to that in a moment, but one of the reasons I got you on is that East Remantle already threw the WAFL Grand Final to be played at Optus Stadium on Sunday week. Uh, a special moment for the East Remantle Footy Club, and you were part of that last premiership for the Sharks in 1998. The obvious question is, how did you end up at East Remantle when you came back from Melbourne?
0: Uh, well, I blame my brother for that. He'd already uh, defected uh, across, and um, uh, I, I was pretty keen to play a couple of years with him. So, yeah, that, that's the main reason. We, we played all our junior football in the East Remantle junior zone and went across to Perth under the father-son rule. So we had a bit of a connection with the club, but... Um, uh, he sort of uh, moved on, I think, at uh, the end of 95, beginning of 96, down there and had a few years. And then so when, when I finished up um, at the end of 97 over in Melbourne and came back to Perth, I um, I joined him.
1: So what was it like actually sharing a premiership with Scott, your brother?
0: Yeah, it was a pretty special day, I mean, especially for him. He'd gone through a bit of heartache the uh, year before. Um, late in the game, against south when, uh, when they played a free kick and 50 metre penalty against him, which I'll still debate. But uh, um, so he, he was, you know, sort of wore wore that a bit uh, unfairly. And um, so for him, it was a you know a, a great day to to redeem himself if he needed to. I didn't think he did, but um, and to be part of that myself, um, yeah, I, I didn't really contribute much on the year. I, I came back, I was a bit injury prone. Um, I, I probably gave a little bit of leadership around the place, but that was about
1: it saying that, Eastern Manor were a pretty dominant side that year, weren't they? You only, I think, dropped a couple of games in the end.
0: Yeah, we lost two in a row to Claremont and Subie and then they won the last, I think it ended up being 16, including the final. So, um, yeah, we, we had a pretty good side um, and a really good mix of a couple of young guys and a lot, of youth, a lot of experience around them, so it was good.
1: Adrian Bromwich, of course, had a fantastic year. He won the Simpson medal as best on ground in that grand final and, of course, doubled it up with a Sandover medal. Not a bad Quinella for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was sort of uh, in and out of the side, sort of previous to that, um, especially, you know, I think his first year was 96, and then 97, he just had an unbelievable year, a you know, really balanced player, kicked the ball really well, certainly didn't have any trouble finding it. Um, and uh, yeah, if, you're, if you're forward of him, you're, you're led pretty hard because you knew you're probably going to get a lace out.
1: What about your coach, Tony McHale, who coached East a Premiership and, of course, a couple of years later, bobbed up at East Perth and had a three peep with them. How did you find him as a coach?
0: Yeah, he's very good, Bob. Uh, very thorough. Um, I, I know some of the selection meetings were there really late. I was on part of the selection panel as well and going through his what ifs. And um, yeah, so he, he deserved the success he got due to the. The effort he put in and um, the time he put in, into that coaching and um, certainly uh, very passionate about his footy um, and a passionately shamanal man that played there
1: as well. Talking to Earl Spalding here on Sports Day at WA on SEN. Uh, you played with Perth, played over 60 games for the Demons, but in 1986 uh, you left for Melbourne and played with the Melbourne Football Club and then, of course, played almost the same amount of games, just over 100 for the Carlton Footy Club, firstly, take us through your time at the Demons.
0: Uh, I was pretty fortunate. I sort of got there at the right time. They've been pretty unsuccessful since um, since the 60s, really. And, and we made the finals my first year in a pretty um, dramatic circumstances. The last round, uh, you know, Geelong um, were in front of Hawthorne, uh, which would have knocked us out, and Hawthorne kicked the goal late to get over the top, Then we had to beat. Uh, the Bulldogs or uh, Footscray, as I called, back down out at Western Oval, which we hadn't done for a long time. And took all day to sort of get in front of them. So it all uh, panned out beautifully for us. And um, that sort of rolled on into a prelim, which we lost after the siren. So my five years at, at Melbourne, were, were uh, we played finals every year. Um, and, uh, you know, arguably a bit unlucky, a couple of years in finals, losing critical players at the wrong time. But we sort of never never really looked like um, winning a flag, uh, even though we played in the grand final against the Hawthorne, but they uh, certainly uh, gave us a bit of a lesson in in uh, experienced finals. Well,
1: football. you were you were certainly a warrior when it came to Carlton. Of course, you played in that premiership in 1995. I think you played every single game that season and, and the season after. So your longevity was pretty good at the Blues. Firstly, why did you move from Melbourne to Carlton?
0: I just thought our window at Melbourne was probably closing. We was probably getting further away um, from winning a flag, which is what everyone sort of aspires to do. And, and so I, I sort of um, was actually initially trying to get back to Perth and the West Coast, and um, unfortunately a deal couldn't be done there. So, um, yeah, sort of ended up with a bit of potluck at, at Carlton. Um, and then, once again, we missed out the finals that first year. We won 14 games out of 22 and missed the final. so a bit stiff. But then, yeah, mate, played in the grand final in 93 and then um, the finals for the next couple of years, including obviously the premiership
1: year. So you, you look at Carlton now, you look at Melbourne now, and they're both playing in the semi-final tomorrow night. should be an absolute beauty. Have you got a leaning one way or the other? Uh,
0: well, whoever wins, I'll be on their side, obviously, uh, Peter. Yeah, how it works. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, look, I had great times at both clubs. um, And my time at Melbourne, even though probably not as successful in terms of flags, was a great time as a young guy. I was 22 when I went over there. um, And we're all pretty young coming through at the same time. We just got some great memories and some great friends from both clubs. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll sit on the fence a bit and just hopefully it's a really good game. Unfortunately, both sides have got some... Key personnel out, which you don't like to see. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting game.
1: It's great to see Carlton back in the finals. We've just seen what it means to so many long-suffering Blues fans. the The crowds have been big. Uh, the fanfare has been huge. Uh, the AFL needs a successful Carlton Football Club, don't they?
0: Well, I think so. I mean, uh, as much as uh, you know, people over in Perth love to see the two teams here go well. Um, there's nothing like um, you know the Carlton, the Collingwood, the Essendon's, and and the Richmond's, obviously. When they're up and going, playing against each other, the crowds are just phenomenal, um, and it's a great experience.
1: What about friends and long-life friends that you've made from the respective clubs? Do you keep in contact with anybody from your playing days at the Demons or the Blues? Yeah,
0: look, I was away in, in, um, in Europe like everyone else was uh, this year. Uh, earlier, earlier on, I was over in May with uh, Steve O'Doyle, so we're still pretty good mates. We don't necessarily talk every, every week, but, you know, when we connect, we, we, we go back to the old days. We had a really good uh, friendship then. Um, and yeah, the Carlton guys sort of um, go away on a golf trip every October, which I occasionally go on. My golf lets me down a bit. I, <laughs> I get a bit ahead of myself with that and uh, get over there and get a whacking. So um, it's always good to catch up with them. And I mean, I, I don't get over to Melbourne very often, but when I do, it's, it's always fantastic to catch up and have a beer with those guys. So, yeah, like I said, it was a great time of my life.
1: It certainly was, and you're an outstanding footballer and contributed to both clubs. And, of course, when you came back to East Fremantle in that premiership in 1998. A couple of final questions, Earl, and we thank you very much for your time. Who do you think will take off the AFL premiership? People are leaning towards a Collingwood-Brisbane grand final because of the advantage of playing in that preliminary final, having a week off uh, this weekend. Are you leaning that way as well?
0: I think so. It's it's a, a huge advantage to have that week off, uh, especially knowing how hard the other teams are going to go with each other. I thought whoever won that final um, uh, last Thursday we were going to be in the box seat, and um, you know I, I sort of thought Collingwood were going to win quite comfortably at one stage, but then Melbourne came flying back and just couldn't quite uh, get over the line through inaccurate kicking. So. I, I I sort of thought Colling would have been the form team. They had a bit of a slump, but I, yeah, I, I think they're probably favourites and probably rightly so.
1: Okay, and finally, your thoughts on the AFL competition, and in particular, did you have a bit of a, uh, an opinion on the big issue during the week regarding uh, Braden Maynard and, of course, Angus Brayshaw? Yeah, um,
0: everyone's got an opinion on that. Um, oh, look, I thought he was very lucky to get off. I, I think you know, once again, once you leave the ground, decide to leave the ground. Um, you uh, got a bit of an onus to, to make sure you don't hit anyone in the head. So I thought he was very fortunate, um, uh, and Angus sort of he had no right to expect any contact. I wouldn't have thought so. Anyway, that's my opinion, everyone
1: else has got a, got one. <laughs> oh, exactly, exactly. And as I say, no opinion is a wrong opinion because there's so many different ones. Uh, but in the end, we know what the adjudication was and he's free to play in that preliminary final. And from Collingwood's point of view, hopefully a grand final. Earl, lovely to chat to you, lovely to reminisce about the 1998 WAFL grand final. That was the last time the Sharks won a premiership and they may do it again on Sunday week. Will you be going to the Waffle grand final?
0: Uh, i not sure this stage, but I've got a big day netball on Saturday,
1: so it depends how I pull up from that. <laughs> uh, the girls have got hey, control of you your life. Uh, hey, Let me tell you, the girls have got control of your life. Uh, I know what it's like. I know yes. what it's like. Yes. Good on you, mate. Yes. Pass, on else. Yes. pass on that. And pass on our best to your brother, Scott, as well, who was part of that premiership team. Yes. Thanks for joining us. Good uh, no, thanks, mate. Yeah, good on you, mate. Thanks for joining us. Uh, that's... Earl Spaulding, he was a very, very good footballer and a very good cricketer as well. It got me thinking, actually, about Waffle Brothers. Now, as you heard, Earl came back after a successful stint and a premiership player at the Carlton Football Club, came back to East Annell to play with his brother, Scott Spaulding. I'm just trying to think Waffle Brothers that played together. And on the back end of speaking to Phil Cracker the other day, A couple of days ago here on Sports Day WA spoke to Phil, of course, played with Jimmy at Claremont. Now, I'm talking about Waffle here. I know recently Zach and Noah Strom played for South Fremantle, didn't they? Um, Jay and Mitch Van Berlo, I think, played together at West Perth, Jimmy. Now, staying at West Perth, and this is going back a bit, we know the Buick name is synonymous at West Perth. Did Corey Buick and Darren Buick ever play together at West Perth? Now, Cardinal supporters slash Falcon supporters, did the brothers ever play for West Perth before? Of course, Darren went and played for Essendon. Plus, any other brothers that played in the WAFL, love to hear from you on the Tempera Bedshed text machine, 0487 736 736, or you can give us a call, 13 12 55. Just on the five West Coast Eagles players that have been told their services are no longer required, I throw it out to suggest, uh, are any of those players unlucky not to continue their careers at West Coast? And Al says, the Eagles cutting five players is fair enough as they have got to churn players in the hope of finding quality. AFL players. What the Eagles need is to find players like Kemp and Hetty, late draft picks, but were outstanding talents. Of course, that's a story in itself, particularly regarding uh, Brett Hetty. Uh, Let's go to Lee, who says, hi, Pete and team. I think Connor West should have been given at least another year. Uh, he showed a lot of promise until he was injured. Greg Clark is another one. He played in the midfield for Subiaco, and when he was drafted by the Eagles, he played on the wing and struggled. That's Lisa Vellenbrook, who thought maybe Connor West could have been given another lifeline into 2024. If you've got any thoughts, love to hear from you on the temperate Bedshed text machine. But also get those minds rattling. Uh, people that followed the WAFL recently, and even in the old days, the black and white days, brothers that played together on the back end of Earl Spaulding, playing together with Scott Spaulding at East Remandle, and in particular in the 1998 East Remandle Premiership team, the last time the Sharks won a Premiership, and as we know, are now waiting to see who they play, Peel or Subiaco, in the Waffle Grand Final on Sunday week here at Optus Stadium. All right, uh, we'll get some more texts and also we'll go through the top seven at seven after the break. So don't go away. This is Sports Day WA.